there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career double shot K-Cup with my guest, Tom Sheridan. You founded your own firm called the Sheridan Group in 1991. Is that right? I did. Could you give us an overview of what you and your colleagues at your firm do? Maybe give us an example of a campaign that you've created for a client in recent memory and kind of all the moving pieces that are involved in structuring that campaign. Excellent. The firm basically functions with two areas of expertise. We have a domestic portfolio and an international portfolio. So let me give you two examples, one from each. And they're current. They're happening as we speak. So we work with the, all of the Corporation for National Service Corps. So AmeriCorps, Senior Corps, Conservation Corps, all the folks that are funded through the, the Corporation for National Service. So for the last three years, we have been up against the Trump administration, zeroing out the existence of the agency. So every year when the, the, the administration submits its budget, it submits a zero. And basically, writes in the in the notes that they want the they want CNCS to be closed. Our job is to make sure that that never becomes a majority opinion on Capitol Hill. And as you know, if anyone's paying attention these days, it is hard when the administration takes a position. It's hard because the bipartisanship we were so used to for so many years around national service starts to fall apart a little bit because the Republican Party is not functioning as a party in the congressional sense that's looking out for the best interests of kind of all Americans. They're kind of hauling the line a little bit or a lot of it on the Trump administration. So we've been up against a fairly aggressive campaign to try and close down the Corporation for National Service. And we do this every single day. We basically get into congressional districts every single day and we try and use the AmeriCorps folks that are on the ground helping those communities. We try and get those folks that are being helped to tell their members of Congress, particularly their Republican members of Congress, that without these funds, without these volunteers, these AmeriCorps folks on the ground, these things won't happen in your community. Our kids will not have monitors at recess. We won't have mentors or, or you know, after school teachers for reading. We want people cleaning up after hurricanes and tornadoes. We try and get to those districts and make very clear local arguments that these communities would not be as vibrant would in fact be in trouble without the support that we get from the AmeriCorps community. So we're on that campaign every day. In fact, we had just had like 230 of them here last week on the Hill. We we try and keep them home as much as possible, but sometimes we do bring them here to do a kind of a massive blitz, particularly as you get to the end of a fiscal year and the money issues become troublesome. You really want to put your your best foot forward and really press in hard. And we've been successful. We restored the agency's funding back to last year's level. We're actually going to see hopefully a $15 million increase this year. so that's a big success and it's a big uh, it's a big win and it's energizing to win on that. The international portfolio, which is our other portfolio, and I know international development is dear to your heart. And it's, you know, the, the world is such a complicated place right now and being made more complicated, I think, unfortunately, by the role America is or isn't playing on the important issues. But we are working on 
a small issue, uh, at the moment small, but growing, which is confronting violent extremism. This is Boko Haram, it's ISIS, it's it's uh, those kind of extremist groups. They're going into poverty areas, particularly in Africa. And they're not recruiting people on religious orthodoxy. They're recruiting these villages because poverty is what people are most afraid of. And you walk into a village and you hand a man a bag of rice and you say, I will feed your family with this rice, but you have to pick up this gun and fight with me. And by the way, if you don't, I'll kill you all. When those are the equations, we're not going to fight our way out of that. And we're not going to internet recruit our way out of that. That is a very realistic, harsh a series of social problems, hunger, agricultural deprivation, no financial independence, lack of education, no, no quality health care. So we're working with a really small but incredibly powerful organization called Nuru International. It was founded by a former Annapolis graduate, former special ops commander who was in Iraq and Afghanistan, fought ISIS and Al-Qaeda. He realized you can't fight your way out of this. You have to get in and put a combination of development, defense, and diplomacy together in order to fight these folks in these small villages that are super vulnerable. He's pioneered this program in uh, uh, Jay Caramon, who's the founder. He, he pioneered it in Kenya. He's taken it to Ethiopia. He's right now in Nigeria, working in a Boko Haram region, trying to keep these villages from becoming vulnerable to violent extremism. And when you look at modern day crises and modern day war and atrocities, this is they're coming from these places and we haven't moved our systems of services and our defensive postures. We haven't moved them out of very old paradigms that frankly don't work against these folks. And, you know, this former Marine, you know, visionary has really created a new model. And we've passed the House of Representatives. The bill has passed. It's called the Global Fragility Act. It passed. We're getting it out of the Senate as we speak. We're hopefully going to do our one and only hearing next week in the United States Senate. And we hope to be, you know, passed out of the United States Senate and on our way to the White House by Christmas. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.